Everybody's awake now. That's good. Yes, praise God. Give me a hand. <laughs> Our scripture reading for today is from John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. The words will be up on the screen so you can follow. I ask not only on behalf of these, but on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word that they may all be one. As you, Father, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one as we are one. I in them, and you in me that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, which you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. The word of God for us this morning. When you take a trip... And it's a round trip, you know you're coming back to the same place you left, right? Unless you buy a one-way ticket, you know you're coming back. And if you buy the ticket, and if you know that your trip is going to be a round trip, you know when you're returning, right? It's not like all of a sudden you go, oh yeah, by the way, I got to go back. No, you've got a ticket, you've got an itinerary. And I say that because people don't think sometimes that Jesus knew that this was a round trip. He knew that he was coming to dwell in the flesh. He knew that he was coming to show us God's love and grace and to lead us back to the Father. He knew he was going to give his life for us. He knew he was going to be killed and raised on the third day. But he also knew that he would be returning to the Father because it was a round trip. It had already been set up before the foundation of the earth. God already had this plan in place for Jesus to come and be among us. But in the scheme of things, this was a very short time. Think about it. 33 years to have Jesus among us seems just way too short. And three years of ministry, active ministry, that we know of seems very short. But did you know that in those final moments, as Jesus realizes that he's going to return to the Father, he took time to pray for us. He took a moment to pray for us, for every single one of us that is here. Before we were even born, before we were even here, Jesus prayed 
for all future believers, for every single person that would hear the gospel and accept Jesus and follow him. And if you read earlier in the chapter, you see that he's already prayed for a number of things. He's already prayed that we will be safe in a world that is hostile to the good news. He's already prayed that we would continue to be faithful. He's already prayed that the Holy Spirit would empower us to do all the things that he's left us to do. He's prayed that we will continue to be sanctified in the word of truth. In God's word. But now towards the end of this prayer. Jesus turns. To pray for our sake. He says I pray. That you will be one. As me and the father. Are one. And for us this is a hard concept to understand. Because when we think of unity. The closest we get to is probably marriage, right? We think about marriage being one. You know, you leave your father's house and your mother's house to become one flesh. But boy, we have a hard time being one, don't we? Or is it just me? I mean, we have a hard time being one. The whole adjusting to just being with somebody different than yourself and trying to come together and agree on stuff and have a common Direction and goal and purpose is hard for us to do, even just with one other person. Can you imagine being invited to be one with the triune God? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Imagine being married to three people. Whew. That'd be tough. But in a way, that is what he's telling God the Father to allow us to do. Our big brother is praying for us. His prayer is that we might be one as he and the Father are one. And that through this unity, the world might come to know him as their Lord and Savior. Jesus wants us to experience unity of character with the Godhead. He wants you and I to be able to be one in in our minds, to have his mind, the mind of Christ, who was obedient to the Father, who was always listening to the Father as he instructed him and led him all the way through his life. He wants us to experience unity that links God and us and inspires our links to other believers. And you've heard me say this before, probably, the relationship we have with God the Father dictates the relationship that we end up having with one another. If we love God, then we are invited to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we follow God, then we are invited to give to those who are in need. If we love God, then we're invited to forgive as he has forgiven us. Everything in this direction affects everything in this direction. And Jesus was saying, if you experience unity with the Father, then your relationships with each other will reflect that of myself with God the Father, who loved me since before the foundation of the world. By the way, if you were wondering if Jesus has always been, there's your answer. 
predestines before the foundation of the world. And then he prays for something that is so important for us as Christians. He wants our unity to be observable by unbelievers. Our unity to be seen by others. Now think about that. How do you show unity to a world that doesn't even want to see Christ? To a world that often rejects us for following him. To a world that often tries to look the other way because the reality of the gospel is offensive to them. It's a hard task. So I began to think, where do we see people united for a cause besides church? Have you ever been to a football game? Have you noticed that if people are wearing the same team jersey, they're all of a sudden brothers and sisters, high-fiving each other when things go well, weeping together when things go bad, cheering at the same time even though they've never seen each other before. And for the period of the game, they're best buddies because they're wearing the same jersey, right? The same colors. Holding the same team up. And what Jesus was saying is if you are united in Christ, people should be able to tell what team you're on. People should know when they look at you, that one's for Christ. That one's for Jesus. That one is one that is lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. For everyone to see. If people don't know what team you're on, then you've got to ask yourself, what am I showing the world? Am I showing them Christ or am I showing them me? Am I living for Jesus or am I living for me? Am I showing who I'm for and who I'm not for? The oneness that we are supposed to have in Christ brings us to a new level of witness where we meet other people who are for Christ and we are instantly connected as the body of Christ. Everybody who shares in a communion table is our brother and sister if they trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It doesn't matter what language they speak. It doesn't matter what nation they come from. It doesn't matter where in the world they are. They are at that moment part of us and we are part of them for it goes both ways Jesus wants our unity to prompt faith and to inspire people to believe in Jesus and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit now have you ever been kind of down on your team and you still went to the game anyway and you got that one fan next to you that would not be quiet and they were just cheering so loudly that eventually you found yourself cheering. They were so obnoxious that you eventually said, I might as well join them. They were so for their team that they inspired you to believe that they could come back even though they were down 28 points. 
Jesus wants us to inspire others in our unity in faith. That when people see us and see how we hold each other up in love, how we support each other in the faith, how we continue to assist each other to continue in this faith journey, that they will say, I want to be a part of that because I want to know the Jesus that you serve. And I want to have that kind of experience of being excited and on fire for the Lord. Oh, boy, you always get that one fan that just painted his whole, sh you know, chest and everything and got the big hair and all that stuff. <laughs> but what if we were fanatical about Jesus to the point that people would want to come see what we're putting out because they want to see that experience of Christ. True fans keep believing in their team even when things look bad. How many people jumped ship when Jesus was crucified and laid in the tomb? How many of them scattered afraid and, and just said, well, I guess that's it? And yet we as believers in Christ are invited to continue to trust that the one who overcame death has overcome the world. That is the Jesus we follow. Jesus wants our unity to exhibit divine glory. Now, he has to pray for this because divine glory is not something you do. It's not something I do. It's something that has to be given as a gift by God. So you can't put it on your list, I will be divinely glorious today won't work. It will not work. You have to pray for it. And Jesus prayed that his disciples would experience that glory, that God the Father in the oneness that we experience with him would reveal his glory in us and for us and through us so that people would want to know Jesus. Are you living in glory and in victory in the Jesus that has defeated death? and has brought you this far. And finally, Jesus prays for our unity to be one day perfected. Oh, it's hard for us to know that we're not perfect. We want to be perfect. But we are moving on to that perfection. Jesus prayed that God would continue his work in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls so that we would continue to be more and more like Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus' prayer is especially fitting today because we have baptized new members and received those who have been confirmed. And I want you to know, confirmands and those who were baptized that are all not here right now, that Jesus prayed for them as he has prayed for us. He was praying for each one of them as he has prayed for us. And Jesus was making known God's love for them. Seek to be one with the Father by all means. But remember that unity with the Father comes as a gift of grace when we believe and trust Jesus Christ. Jesus made all of this known to us so that the love with which the Father loves us would be the same love that we have for other people. 
He says, you can't love people like you need to with your own love. You have to have my love and I freely give it to you if you will ask. How many times do we need to pray to be more loving, more understanding, more forgiving? Jesus already prayed that for us. When we joined the church, we affirmed the oneness that we have in Jesus Christ. And we affirm that we are not alone, that this team is big and vast, that this team encompasses people from all over the world, and that each one of us is cheering for the return of Jesus because he will be coming back for each and every one of us that believes in him. So my prayer for us today is that we might be one with the Father as Jesus is one with the Father, and that in our unity with the Father, we might find love, the love that unites us to our brothers and sisters in Christ, but also the love that makes us witness to the world that is dying without him. Because the world needs Jesus. They need to be one with Jesus Christ, with God the Father, and with the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this word. I thank you because you have invited us, O oh Lord, to be one with you. And we know, O oh Lord, that you are praying that we can do this through your help. We ask, O oh Lord, that if any does not feel a part of you, that on this day they will be drawn near and that they will know, O oh Lord, that they can become a part of your body this very moment, that this is the day that you have made for salvation and that they can claim Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we continue our worship, the altar is open. If you need to be one with God, come forward. We will pray with you that he will be one with you.